Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or to submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I'm glad you're here for another episode, and I'm excited we have a poem submission on this week. And this week's poem is from Leah, and the poem is entitled, Little Flower Grew in the Space Between. I grew in the space between. I grew from the unknown. I grew from pain and regret, a cave that is dark and damp. I have made it my home. I had no other option. The darkness tried to consume me. Evil made me its prey. Betrayal at my doorstep. The sting of heartbreak ever fresh on my lips. The roar of love burning my lungs. Through everything I have been through, I was able to grow. I grew in the space between. I grew from the unknown. I grew from pain and regret. I grew into a little flower. How blessed am I? How loved am I? There is no flower on this earth loved more than me. Through it all, it was love that sustained me. Love shined down on me. I grew close to the sun. Now nothing stands between my love and I. A love so great I was transformed. A love that made me a little flower. A little flower who grew in a cave and was painted with gold. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I love it. Growing in the cave, growing in the aftermath of the pain, uh, the regret, the heartbreak, the isolation. Leah, thank you so much for your poem. I really appreciate it. And it is in alignment with today's topic, which is growing after pain. We're growing after painful circumstances and situations. And we have all had painful experiences, uh, emotionally painful experiences, some people physically or spiritually painful experiences. And so whatever that circumstance was, and I should even say whatever that circumstance is, because some of you are listening on today and you are currently uh, in that place of pain. And so I want to say a couple of things about growing either in the midst of or in the aftermath of pain, growing in the midst of or in the aftermath of pain. And so the first thing I want to name is the importance of giving yourself permission to be authentic. 
And being authentic really has two components to it. The first is being authentic about where you are in your healing process or healing journey, where you are with the pain. And so one of the themes of homecoming is telling ourselves the truth and living from that place of truth. And so if I am in denial about what I feel, it is going to delay my healing. So you heard our poet today talk about the pain and talk about the heartbreak and the betrayal. And so whatever you are feeling in this season, to give yourself permission to feel it. Feeling it in truth is our path to liberation and homecoming. And many people try to skip over the process and go into pretending, pretending not to care, pretending it didn't hurt, pretending you're over it, pretending that you are hard and unmoved. And the reality is painful circumstances do move us, do shift us, uh, do impact our lives. And as I tell myself the truth, it also gets me into connection with myself because to grow, I cannot be checked out of my own experience. So I invite you even now to check in as it relates to perhaps the most recent painful experience or the event of your life that was the most painful. So either the most painful or the most recent pain to reflect on that and tell yourself the truth in this moment about where are you with that? How would you describe your heart as it relates to the break or the hurt? the disappointment, perhaps frustration, anger, perhaps even feeling numb. Where are you in your healing process and in the hurt that your heart has experienced? So in order to grow, I tell myself the truth about how I feel And then the second part of being authentic is to continue to keep clear in my mind the distinction between the truth of who I am and the truth of how I feel in this moment, right? So as I name, the painful experience affected me, but I do not want to become someone I am not, someone that is contrary to my vision for myself, my values or my hopes for myself or my principles as a result of the pain. So I am honest about the disappointment, the hurt, the frustration. Uh, If there is betrayal, I'm honest with myself about the impact of that. And at the same time, to be authentic, I decide who I am not going to become, right? That some people on the other side of their pain take on the characteristics of the people who hurt them. And that can be in an attempt to not get hurt again. So now you become the person who is mistreating others, who is cold-hearted, who is distant. You become the person 
who lies and deceives, all in an attempt to stay safe. But now you are living out of alignment with your own truth. And so I want to acknowledge, yes, this painful experience affected me. And there are also some parameters about who I am choosing to be and who I choose not to be, that I do not want uh, the painful experiences of my past or even of my present to make me live a lie, right? To cause me to believe that the only way for me to live or to survive is to become something I don't want to be. Yes? So authenticity with both of those two components, truth-telling and distinguishing your wound from your identity, are going to be important for your growth. The next important aspect of our growth after painful experiences is engaging in a routine, right? Sometimes painful experiences can be depressing, and that can be immobilizing or make us feel stuck, or painful experiences can cause us to be anxious about the future. And so with that anxiety, we can also get immobilized or stuck or shut down. And so to begin my growth process and my healing process, I want to create or recreate some routine in my life, right? That yes, I give myself permission to be honest about how I feel, and at the same time, to the level of my capacity, I start to try to live, right? And in my living, there is some routine to my days. And so when possible, I get out of the bed. When possible, when I have uh, the energy to press my way through, then I'm going to bathe. I'm going to change my clothes. I'm going to wash my face. I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to put on some new clothes for this day. When possible, I'm going to try to get not only out of the bed, but out of the house, right? To get this sense of returning to life, right? Getting back into living that I am going to create habit and routine around my meals, right? That I'm not just skipping meals. Sometimes when people are in a place of emotional pain, they disconnect from their own bodies. And so they may feel like their appetite is gone, but the reality is your body still needs nourishment. And so if you have been skipping meals or only eating junk, uh, which you're calling your comfort food, to know that my body really needs fuel. And uh, especially when I'm hurting, I want to be intentional about what I am feeding myself, what I am giving myself, the ways I am choosing to nourish and not neglect myself. So I hope in this season, those who have lost their appetite, that you will try to eat something, right? And not just anything, but something that will nourish you, something that is nutrient rich, something that can be love of yourself because it will fortify you. 
and included in the routine, getting up and also eating, a part of that routine will also be going to sleep, right? At the end of the day, or perhaps you even take a nap in the middle of the day to allow yourself to rest. Sometimes when people are in a painful place, they are up all night running the scenario in their head. They are up all night trying to distract themselves with television shows and movies. They're up all night on social media. They're up all night replaying the events and trying to think of what you could have done differently and how the circumstance could have been different. And the reality is staying up another night is not going to change it or fix it or give you this incredible revelation at 3 a.m. that's going to make everything make sense. The reality is to grow in the aftermath of this situation, I really need my rest, right? To grow, I know that full-time worrying is not the path to my growth. And so I invite you to turn off the gadgets and the devices and to try to go to sleep a little earlier than you have been going to give yourself the gift of rest, a rested body, a rested mind, a rested heart, a rested spirit is in position to grow. Yes. So we create routine. And then during your day, many of you will need to start engaging in activities that bring you joy, especially if a lot of your joy was centered around a person who either you're no longer with or that person is now deceased or that person moved away or whatever the painful event was that has left you where you are in your emotions to think not only about routine as it relates to my care, but also routine in terms of cultivating joy in my life, seeking out and creating opportunities and activities that renew me, that restore me, that de-stress me, that bring me some sense of pleasure or fulfillment. And so what do you enjoy and how can you be more intentional about incorporating the things that you enjoy into your day, and into your week? What are the things that you can do that can give you a sense of fulfillment, a sense of presence, a sense of aliveness? What are the kinds of experiences or the kind of activities that animate you, that bring you back to yourself? And I've told you all many times that one of those activities for me is dancing, right? But you need to know what are the things that animate and enliven you, that energize you so that you can really grow and gain perspective. So I gain perspective, not just sitting and replaying it in my head, but I gain perspective by getting back into living. I also can grow from the experience with journaling or with constructive therapeutic processing, right? 
So as opposed to just anxiety and regret causing me to be stuck in kind of my circular thinking, that sometimes if I journal about uh, the experience, if I journal about my feelings and my thoughts and what was said and what wasn't said, I can write myself into my healing. I can write myself into my growth or I can speak with a therapist and process through my healing and my growth and my clarity. So I invite you to think about the ways you will process, think through, reprogram yourself around the impact and the beliefs that emerged on the other side of the pain or in the midst of the pain. And so you may even want to covenant with yourself that either you're going to get back into therapy or you're going to be more honest in your therapy or you're going to be more intentional in your journaling or your poetry writing so that you can really get on the other side of where you are by fully understanding with compassion where you are now. So I don't jump over my present to get to the other side that being grounded and clear in my present is what paves the way for my growth into who I am becoming. And then I would really encourage you to break out of isolation and disconnection. When we are in pain, some of us shut down and we shut other people out. Sometimes we have these ideas of not wanting to be a burden to anyone, not wanting anyone to see us when we are quote unquote weak or not all put together. But I hope that you begin to recognize that you are deserving of care, not only your self-care, but care from those who desire to show up for you. So your family or your friends who are willing and wanting and capable of sitting with you as you work your way through the pain. The insight or simply the sacred silent presence of others can be very healing in reminding us that we are not alone. It also can be very healing because sometimes we are overgeneralizing or misinterpreting um, or jumping to conclusions or making assumptions. And when we have someone that we trust who can reflect with us, often it can give us insight, additional perspective, and compassion. And so I invite you to think about if you have the tendency to shut down and self-isolate, if you would be willing in this season of your life to not hide from the world when you are in pain, but to be thoughtful about who you will invite in, who you will allow to know the truth of who you are, who you will give permission to actually see you. Because we can't really claim we have friendship or connection if I only let you see me at my best, right? But my true friends 
are able to show up for me and see me even when I am anxious, even when I am heartbroken, even when I am angry, even when I am confused. And so who are the people or who is a person that you are willing to risk showing up more for in your vulnerability and in your truth to allow them to be a co-journer with you? And at different points in the friendship, you will be a co-journer, a support person for them. And as we do that, it helps us to heal because when we shatter silence, we also shatter shame, right? When I allow people to show up for me and I'm willing to lean on others, even as at different points they lean on me, then it gives me space for my humanity that you do not have to be a rock You do not have to be a superhero. You do not have to be hardened. But I hope that there are places and that there are friendships in whose presence you can unfold. I hope you have friends with whom you can unfold and reveal the honesty of your journey. There is healing in that. And so like our author, our poet for today, I hope that even those of us who are in a cave, those of us who are in a dark place, that we would begin to feel ourselves emerging and growing and knowing how worthy of love and care we are. I invite your soul to tell your heart mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. Mm -hmm.